0: In this episode of the business of e-commerce, I talk with Ireland Robinson about how to set up a successful affiliate program. This is the business of e-commerce episode 119. Welcome to the business of e-commerce, the show that helps e-commerce retailers start launch and grow the e-commerce business. I'm your host Charles Plesky and I'm here today with Ireland Robinson. Ireland is the co-founder of Omnistar affiliate software. Omnistar helps businesses set up and manage their affiliate and customer referral programs. I asked Arlen on the show today to chat about how you can create your own affiliate program. So, Hey Arlen, how are you doing today?
1: Great. Great. How's it going, Charles?
0: Good. Awesome to have you on the show. I'm excited to talk about the whole affiliate program. Um, it's something we've been doing a bit here. Um, it's actually something that's kind of top of mind. So pretty exciting topic. So just to kind of get everyone into it when you say an affiliate program, let's just first define it real quick. Um, it's basically, how would you define it? Let's start off there.
1: Sure, It's a great question and I'm, I'm glad to define it. A lot of times when people say affiliate program, a lot of times the term referral program gets tossed around as well, but they're, they're actually two distinct uh, programs actually. So first off with an affiliate program an affiliate program is actually when you get, any outside person, whether they're an actual affiliate and that's what they do for a living or they're an influencer, when you get these outside people to promote your product or services to an audience of people that they typically don't know. So these are, you know, affiliates or influencers. They have an audience of followers and these followers are usually people that they don't know, people that are just following, you know, what it is that they do. And these affiliates with the affiliate program. They're doing this in exchange for some type of commission or, you know, or, or offering, whether it's cash commission per referred sale or whether it is a in exchange for like maybe product, free product or things like that. Um, so that's what an affiliate program is. Now, the referral program on the other side is when you actually get your customers to refer you other customers and you incentivize your customers. So your customers are going to be, you know, people, of course, that are using your products or services and they're reaching out to typically people that they do know, people that are in their ecosystem, friends and family, colleagues uh, and anyone in their in their kind of uh, sphere of influence. And so that's what a referral program is. And with the referral program, the incentive can be the same as well. It could be a percentage of order total can be a fixed amount. It could be free product, could be bonus items, a gift or whatever you decide. The commission is is up to you. And so that's that's really the difference. Um, And really the kind of the power of it, as you said, right now, it's a hot topic because there are so many businesses these days that are leveraging using affiliate and referral programs, really to leverage word of mouth marketing. It's it's really more important than ever these days, primarily because. I, yeah, we're at a point where people shy away from a lot of the traditional forms of advertising and they usually, you know, the stats say it themselves, that 92% of people actually will trust recommendations from their friends and family or colleagues over any other types of advertising, which is a huge stat. So that really says it, it says it itself that, uh, you know, word of mouthing is word of mouth marketing is where it's at. And that's why. Referral marketing and affiliate marketing has exploded over the years.
0: Yeah, I feel like all of a sudden too, it's one of these. We're in like a very unique time where, before, let's go back. I don't know, ten plus years ago, where if you wanted to have someone feature a product that you had, it would be like getting on like Oprah's show or something like that. Right, and like, right, right. But there's only so many products Oprah can have on on our show. Like she's only one person, and there's only and there was only so many Oprah level shows, and there wasn't anything. There wasn't anything like smaller than that. Whereas now with the rise of like Instagram, things like that, you have these influencers that have, you know, a million followers or whatever it is. They're like a micro Oprah, basically. Where and you could still but the thing is as a small brand, you can still you can work with them. Um and as a small brand, you almost getting on Oprah or Shark Tank might actually crush you. But working with some of these small affiliates, these influencers, all of a sudden you can actually like it's the right size for you in a lot of cases. And there's a lot more of them. So you can find someone who is the right size for your particular business and you can find mm-hmm. many of them. So I yeah. feel like this whole world is just kind of unlocked in the past few years that didn't exist even five years ago.
1: Yeah, that that's true. And it, it's interesting. You mentioned Oprah. We're back in the day. You're right. It was just, it was only platforms like that where a brand could really quote unquote, you know, go viral. I mean, you could just really explode. But at the same time, that type of growth, um, as you had mentioned, could also be really uh, the kiss of death for a brand because, you know, as you know, because yeah, I know you've you know, dealt with a lot of retail businesses before and you you know the ins and outs of fulfilling products. Uh, you know, if you get a, a glut of orders in uh, you know short amount of time and you can't fulfill them, um, you know, it's the word of mouth is going to spread. You know, you're going to get a bunch of people making all of these orders. If you can't fulfill them, the word spreads and people are eventually going to you know, cancel their orders, do chargebacks, tell their friends, and then your whole online reputation is ruined. And so at that point, you're really almost worse off um, than never having that recommendation by, you know, a huge icon like an Oprah or or something like that. So um, that's where the affiliate marketing and referral marketing is, uh, you know, it's, it's really, you know you can really tailor it for your needs and for your type of business and, and look for those influencers that are just right for you
0: so that's kind of the first part of this. How do you actually go out and find those influencers? How do you approach them what and I think a lot of people even get lost in like what's like the initial value proposition? What are you offering them? How do you know what to offer um, is it like is it your program and you say, "Hey, I'm willing to pay you X for this or are you going to them and saying, what do you usually get? Like, how does this engagement typically work?
1: Yes. Well, that's a good question. The, the, to answer the first question, and that's the number one question that most of our customers have as far as, you know, with our OmniStar affiliate software, which is our our platform that allows businesses to create an affiliate program. The, the number one question after it's set up and integrated into their, their website and it's up and running. Okay. They're like, Okay, how do I get affiliates? How do I get influencers? And uh, the thing is, you're in luck these days because there's a number of ways that you can go about doing it. Um, Well, first off, if you're looking to go on the kind of the outside route and you're looking to get people outside of your company, so you're looking to recruit people that are not your customers, uh, let's say outside influencers, the first thing I would say is... uh, Do searches via social media. Um, You can just do your own little ground um, grassroots research, so to speak. And so I'll give you an example. Let's say you are a a, a woman's fashion business. Let's say you're located in the Chicago area and you're saying, "Okay, great, I've got this affiliate program. I need to get some influencers. I need some influencers to push my brand to their audience. And you're like, OK, I don't have any existing relationships. How do I go about doing it? Well, all, all you need is uh, an account, let's say an Instagram account, for instance. And one of the things that's really, I think, very underutilized that a lot of people don't do and realize is that with Instagram and even with with Twitter and actually even with Facebook. But I'm, I'm, I'm focused on Instagram right now. You can do searches for for specific hashtags to try to find out who these influencers are. So for instance, the example I mentioned was a a, um, fashion brand in Chicago selling women's fashion. You could go into Instagram and do a search for uh, Chicago fashion blogger. And so if you do a search for that right now, um, I did this not too long ago, you're going to get several thousands of results. And what that means is if you do a search for that specific hashtag, you're going to get a result of people that have actually used that particular hashtag in their posts. And so obviously that's a really specific hashtag. Anybody that uses that hashtag Chicago fashion blogger, obviously they're either a blogger, maybe they're an influencer. You know, They could be trying to attract um, one of those, but I would say 90% of the you have a 90% chance that they are a blogger or some type of influencer in the fashion arena in Chicago. And um, all you have to do is, you know, there's nothing that really can, um, I guess you could say, get get around the the regular outreach that you're going to have to do to approach these people. So once you find out who's using these brands, go into their profiles uh, and see how active they are see how many followers they are and one of the things that you can do because of course just like anything with the internet and I'm sure you're aware of the fact that Charles there's a lot of a lot of fraud stuff going on there's a lot of people out there scamming companies and trying to take advantage of people people that get uh, you know a ton of fake followers but there's things that you can do to uncover that one of the things you want to look for is not only a high follower count but you want to look for the engagement that these influencers have on their posts. So when I talk about engagement, I'm talking about um, the comments. Are there a lot of people commenting on their post? Is there back and forth commenting? It, or is it just these influencers are putting something out, you don't see any engagement, you don't see them dialoguing with the people in their particular comment stream. Um, and you can really easily tell, really active influencers are gonna be in there because they know that's their job. That's That's how they make their bread and butter. So they're gonna be in there talking to people, responding to people uh, in their comment stream. And uh, so that's where you can uncover them. So one of the things that you can do once you find some people that you want to target, you can just do your outreach, Uh, you know, send them a a DM, let them know that you've got an affiliate program, you know, kind of shoot your shot, do your pitch, let them know what they can make. And it's just going to be a a, a series of follow ups, just as most people are aware of, of the fact that Any type of outreach, you've got to have follow ups in place because, you know, a lot of these top influencers, they're not going to respond at that first bite. You know, they're not going to really respond when you first reach out to them. They've got a ton of things going on. So you got to do that consistent follow up. Um, so you get your systems in place, whether you whether you're using a, some type of CRM to remind you, whether you've got people on your staff or maybe whether you have maybe even a virtual assistant that you could task to do these things and do consistent um, follow up. And then once you've got their ear, do your pitch and, you know, see who you can actually pull into your affiliate program. So that's that's one Piece of advice that I have is searching for those hashtags. Like I said, not only in Instagram, and you can just search for specific ones in your particular niche. And uh, a lot of people really don't do that, but um, that's something you can do. And you can actually also follow specific hashtags. I know people are more accustomed to following actual, actual people's profiles on Instagrams, but you can actually follow hashtags as well. So if you want to kind of uh, stay abreast of people that are using a particular hashtag, anytime a post happens, That's a great way to do it as well. Uh, Yeah. So that's that's one thing um, to reach out to the influencers and find influencers. Another way to to get influencers for your particular or to get really any affiliates for your uh, affiliate program is going to be to search out the online forums or online communities where affiliates and influencers hang out. Uh, Facebook groups is a great way to do it as well. Uh, These days, Facebook groups are really popular and a lot of these groups are communities of people that are like-minded and so if you were to search for affiliate program communities or, you know, affiliate marketing types of communities, you know, create some type of engagement. Now, You can't kind of just come blindly into these communities and just kind of start doing your pitch. Of course, you know, you will be shunned because, you know, that's not what it's about. But the main thing that you have to do is start forming those relationships. And once you've got those relationships, then you can, of course, get to know people, see what types of products they're pitching. And then, you know, have the connections happen organically. So those are some some ways that uh, I would definitely recommend reaching out to affiliates. And these are things anyone can do. Any business can do, no matter what size.
0: One thing I actually mentioned using a CRM, What I found doing stuff mm-hmm. like this just as an aside, having mm-hmm. a Trello board and just kind of okay. moving people through this process. Um, it's very visual and you can kind of track, Hey, reach out to this influencer, you know, having replied back, replied back, pitched, like and you kind of move them through the process. Um, I found that just a, Easy, inexpensive way, and it's very visual and very nice. um So, if people don't have a CRM. but one thing you mentioned is reaching out and pitching to them. What would you actually? How do you know what to pitch? Like, what is the template you are out there with of saying, "Hey, you know, it's a woman's fashion blogger in Chicago. You're selling women's shirts. What what do you lead with? Like, what are you? Are you giving some sort of monetary thing right off the bat? Are you offering like, what do you know what to offer? And are you basing it on? their size. Like, how do you know, you know, influencer A is a order of magnitude larger than B. So how do you Mm -hmm. kind of run those numbers?
1: Very good question. And a lot of people ask that because you know, as a, let's say your startup business, you're just getting into affiliate marketing. You know, you may not know what, what, what you're going to offer. What are, what's going to excite people. So, um, you know, what i always say to that is you know and i hate to say it but it does it very it definitely does depend but what i recommend that you do is when i say it depends because it's going to depend on that particular influencer so before just you know blindly approaching someone and say let's say you did that search on a chicago fashion blogger you found some people that seem to be pretty good that you want to approach instead of just blindly reaching out to them and saying yeah i've got an affiliate program They're offering a 20 percent commission on all referred sales. Are you interested? That would be the wrong way to do it. And the reason why I say that's the wrong way to do it is because every influencer, every affiliate is going to be different and they're all going to be motivated by different things. So, again, you are going to have to do your research and find out what's interesting that interests them. And this can be done by looking at their social posts across a variety of their platforms, You will have and you can kind of group these influencers into certain categories. There are going to be some influencers where it's going to be clear that, you know, they're promoting things, you know, for for money. A lot of times you'll be able to see posts, posts where they're obviously a sponsored post and that'll be clear. And, you know, it though the whole motivation is to get as many people exposed to these products and services as possible. Um, and so you can tell that from their social posts. You can also ask them, you know, what what is your interest? What are, what are you passionate about? So there's going to be some people that are really just mainly interested in getting uh, just a blanket commission, and that's their focus. But on the other hand, there's going to be a type of influencer or affiliate that may be On the, I guess you could say, uh, social conscious uh, aspect of it, because that's really big these days. There's a lot of affiliates and influencers where they'll say, um, you know, I'm not only am I doing this to make a living, but I want to I'm doing this on behalf of a certain organization or a certain charity where whatever I make from all of my referrals, a percentage of whatever I make from all of these referrals, I'm going to give away, you know, x. a percent to, you know, my local um, homeless shelter or whatever it is. That's just an example. So there's going to be people in that group that are social conscious. Um, these days, one of the things that I've seen, just from kind of looking at the landscape, um, millennials are are these days coming up are very social conscious, socially conscious, and they're always interested in kind of the behind the scenes. What's what's going on with this brand? What is this brand doing? Where are they sourcing their products? Who's working behind these, uh, you know, uh, the wall, so to speak, the wall of the Internet? Um, Who's fulfilling their products? Who's in their whole supply chain? Are they ethically sourcing their products? That type of thing. So a lot of millennials these days are are really hip to all of that. And um, those that are actual influencers, I would say, you know, that could be some things that are going to motivate them where it's not going to just be money, but they want they want to help a cause. So you really have to identify that. And so that's why I say do your research, look at their social posts, see what it is that they're posting about. And, um, you know, if you kind of get the feel where, you know, it's it's not just all about money, if it's other things, then, you know, see what you can do to 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 I guess you could say kind of sweeten the pot for them. And then, over you know, really just just ask them, really ask them, Uh, what would make sense for them as far as an incentive and then, and then really just go from there.
0: You see, it's more normal for folks to offer, Hey, post this and we'll give you a 20%, you know, of whatever we get, whatever that kind of percentage is, or is it, we will pay you 500 per post. Like which direction is more normal? Like what direction is more common? And then what direction is more advantageous for you as an e-commerce retailer?
1: The one that's more common, I would say, is going to be a percentage of the of the sale, percentage of the order total, because that's that's more pal- palatable. Because you're you're really you're just you're just incentivizing them for an actual referral, a, a direct, straight referral, and you know there's nothing coming out of your pocket up front as a business owner. You're you're giving them a percentage of that referral. So essentially. Um, you're really coming off um, in a better situation because that's a sale that you wouldn't have received otherwise. So I'd say on the, on the business, the the retailer or e tailer side of things, I, I say the percentage commission like a 20% is something that I see a lot more of, but you know, there are, uh, you know, some types of businesses where they may do a, a pay per post. Usually I see the bigger brands going, going that route where, they have a larger marketing budget, and they they really want to kind of blanket a certain segment with their particular brand, with their product, with their service. And doing a paid proposal is a, is, a, is a way to do that um, because that gives the influencer or the affiliate the opportunity to to just kind of blast that out on several. Uh, you know, it's at several different points, several different days. And, you know, it, it's more of an exposure type thing where they of course they want to get a return on that. But there may be those businesses in that particular sphere are more uh, thinking about actually the brand awareness um, aspect of it. And so uh, I would say that's really on what I see these days. But so it, it really depends. But I would say the majority of the businesses, especially the smaller businesses, startup type businesses, the percentage of the order total is one of the ones that I see most commonly. And it's, it's probably more pa- palatable for most businesses.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see a brand if you're, let's say, blanketing the entire, you know, Chicago fashion segment mm-hmm. at that point, you don't even know which influencer you got. There's like, is it the first influencer that they saw or the last? Because they might see four different ones with the exact same, you know, a similar product, right? From the same brand. So you don't even know at that point, do you pay commission to all of them? The last one, the first one, one—it starts getting into a weird territory versus like you're saying, if it's just one, you know, they must have from, you know, they must start from this Instagram account. We just have, you know, a couple folks. It's a lot cleaner that way. Um, but I can also see it's probably a bigger ask to the influencer, right? Because then you're basically asking them, trust me as a brand that, you know, our, the influencer basically has to trust your entire funnel works at that point that, Hey, we're going to promote this product and drop people on the site, but can they actually get them through a, you know, the rest of the process the checkout, this and that, are they really going to track it? Who's going to track it? So it is a little bit more of an ask I'm guessing for the influencer. So if you're a very small brand, so it's almost, if you're a very large brand, you can pay per post or extremely small, but everyone in the middle, once you kind of have some sort of track record, then it's easier Mm. to kind of do the um, percentage.
1: Yes, exactly. Yep. It's a a good way to look at it.
0: Okay. So then when you, so you kind of do it, are you approaching them with a particular product and then saying, Hey, you know, we have this one thing and you promote this. And if you do that, what do you do next? Like after they promote it once, does it die off after a month or how do you kind of keep them motivated to keep going?
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Great question. And uh, yeah, you do want to hone in on a specific product that you think that that particular affiliate or influencer would be interested in promoting. So yeah, you, you want to catch their attention with a, a, a specific niche that you have. And so, so it's
0: almost like, Hey, we saw your post. you post a lot of women's, you know, shirts. I'm trying to trying to think of the name here. I don't know. Blouses, if that's like a thing that you, um, women's clothing, I think you know this one would go great with what you're posting. Um, You know, it fits in line. It's kind of the same style. Whatever. What do you think? So that's kind of the. So you're going with them. You're leading with that. So let's say you have shirts, pants, shoes, but you know they talk a lot about shirts. You go after the shirts and push that first.
1: Exactly. You, You identify that first because you're really kind of just narrowing down to something that you know that they kind of have a track record of talking about or promoting um, in their kind of whole social history. And, you know, you're really just kind of making it easy for them. You're making something really kind of, um, clear to them that it would make sense for them to promote your, you know, your brand and that they don't have to go through a whole, a whole lot of hoops, uh, you know, to actually go through and, uh, you know, and do that. Um, and then at that time, as far as kind of taking it to the next step, so it's not just really kind of a, a one-off thing. Um, you have to think of it as you are creating a relationship with these influencers and affiliates. So you can't, it's more than to just say, okay, I've identified this particular fashion blogger. Um, he's going to promote my my woman's um, blouse and that's it. You know, of course that you, you want more than that. So you do have to have an entire follow-up plan. So the next piece to that is going to be to really get them exposed to your entire brand and all of your whole product lines and really let them know what your offering is. And so in order to really do that and in order to really see which particular products of yours or services of yours make sense for them is you're gonna have to do a little bit of digging. You're gonna have to look at their past social history. What are the things that they're talking about? And yet you're gonna have to do a little bit of the legwork for them. Um, Reference certain posts that they've had in the past Certain things that they talked about, maybe even certain places that they were uh, when they were promoting it, and and let them know. Okay, great. Um, I see that you um, you know you were promoting these women's dresses on your holiday vacation at the Florida Keys. Um, I have an excellent um, woman's handbag that would go would have gone great with that, that you could have used in that. You know things like that. you you're kind of doing the legwork for them. Because the bottom line is, you know, these are people that you're just approaching out of the blue. They don't know you, they don't have a relationship with you at all. So you want to make their job as easy as possible. And so once you've identified other things that they could promote based on their kind of social history, so to speak, and the things that they've talked about, the places that they've been, you can suggest things that they can promote. Um, If you have a let's say maybe it's kind of a sliding scale type of affiliate program where they can get a higher commission based on a certain product. Let them know about that. Um, let them know that, you know, if you promote these other particular items, that's going to you a higher commission. And um, that's something that they may be interested in. Um, and then the next thing you want to do is because a lot of this promotion, of course, as we know is is really happening online it's going to be happening via social media you've got to make sure that you've got all of your social media resources all readily available for them to to easily promote so that can consist of graphical banners for their websites for their blogs that can also consist of specific graphics for social posts and you you've got to make sure you cover all of the bases because there's of course certain graphic sizes and formats that are going to be more applicable for, excuse me, for Facebook um, versus Twitter versus Instagram. Um, You've got to have all of that ready to go. So they already kind of have access to this library of resources of of social media um, materials that they can easily just that dive into, because the last thing that you want is for these affiliates or, and for these influencers to have to do digging or to have to reach out to you and say, hey, you know, I'm trying to do a post on on, uh, you know, on, on Instagram. Uh, I want to promote this, you know, this particular shoe. I can't find the right size, things like that, because they're not going to do it. You know, bottom line is that they're, they're, they're not going to go through all of those hoops to try to find the correct, uh, you know, media files for them to do that. So you've got to make that easily um, and make it readily available for them. And so whatever platform that you use, affiliate or referral platform that you use, you want to make sure that it's, it's clear where they can get these materials and uh, you, you, you point that out to them in your correspondence and in your, your communications with them. Yeah.
0: think it's one of those things people don't realize that before they do this, there's a lot of like support you're going to need. Um, mm-hmm. not like technical support, but actual like like informational support to these affiliates. Um, they're going to have questions. They're going to, there's just gonna be so much back and forth. And like you said, you need a library of information. Um, I think people really underestimate that. And then also kind of the other thing to note is at the end of the day, this is an acquisition strategy, right? Like this, that's, that's overall what we're doing here. Right? So it's a very top of the funnel acquisition strategy. This is where you bring people in, but to get the top of the funnel to, to get the funnel to actually work, it's not just top of the funnel. You need the other pieces kind of ready to go. You need, you know, you need things like your retargeting ad setup. You need things like your shopping cart, you know, the cart to checkout conversion ratio already looking good. So you need a lot of legwork. And this is something that then you're saying, okay, we're, you know, we're doing well with our PPC or social, our SEO, whatever that is. Let's plug in this other acquisition strategy on top of that. I feel like that's one of the things people miss that this is you know, you're just plugging in a strategy on top of a hopefully already existing funnel and not using the influences to like test your strategy. Cause I see a lot of <laughs> people kind of trying to run before they can
1: walk doing this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Especially these days, because I was just talking to someone else about it. it, you know, because there's so many different marketing strategies that are out there and so many channels that you have to, you know, you really have to go through as a business these days. It's you know, it's it's like it's 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 not your father. It's not your grandfather's marketing arena. Things are a lot different these days. And so a lot of times business owners kind of look at these activities like, you know, affiliate program, referral program, social media marketing. They, they look at it as almost like a, a checkbox and a list of things that they have to do. And they kind of just jump into it and say, oh, OK, I got my social media accounts down. I got my social media ads down. got to do my um, affiliate program or referral program. I got that check. And they kind of go into it just looking at it like that. But there's a lot more into it. It, It's it's more than just a checkbox on a marketing list of activities. Uh, You've got to do your your research. You got to have things in place prior to launching these things, because otherwise, um, you know, you're going to frustrate yourself and your staff as well as these influencers or affiliates. So you definitely want to make sure you know, you do your due due diligence before diving into it.
0: Yeah. No one wants to go to your, you know, your business social account or your blog and be like last updated three years ago. And you're like, "Eh, that doesn't like whichever one of these things you do on to whichever one of these paths you want to go down, you want to really commit to it. Um, and then if it doesn't work, you can kill it or do whatever you want to do, but you don't want to do a lot of them. Not so good. That's, that's like actually the worst thing you can do is do, a little bit of like dip your toe in the affiliate, dip your toe in the PPC, because you'll just be doing a lot of, a lot of things not well, and it's almost better just saying, let's try this one. We'll focus on it for you know two months, four months, six, whatever that number is. Go dive right into the pool head first, and if it works, then we'll double, triple down, and if it doesn't work, we'll just <laughs> kill the affiliate program and move on to PPC or whatever that is. So that's exactly a, that's an important note. Yeah, for sure, sure. Gotcha. What else do you kind of see people missing when they're starting an affiliate program? Like what are some of the things that you wish people would be a little more, uh, aware of going into it?
1: Good question. Um, the, one of the things that I see, a lot of businesses really kind of don't do initially is really establishing a, you know, kind of a set structure, beforehand, or when I say structure, I'm talking about who it is that they're going after beforehand. Um, you know, a lot of times I think people have idea of who would be an ideal affiliate, who would be an ideal um, customer that's going to refer other customers, but they don't really kind of clearly identify that and they kind of jump into it Searching in different areas, but they're not really searching in the right area. So what I what I mean to say is that what you have to do is, okay. define who the ideal affiliate is up front and create that um, affiliate avatar or uh, affiliate persona. You know, in a similar way that you would create your customer persona, this is an exercise that I know the most marketing experts have people go through when you're creating that avatar of your ideal customer. It's
0: funny because I've, I've had people on the show before, and I talk about this every time. And every time someone mentions that, I know people are mm-hmm. going to skip right past this part. But, right, and I say it every time please don't skip past this part because it, yeah, it really is super important, like eye opening that you kind of. Mm-hmm. Sl- like this is the part where everyone's like, yeah, yeah, the avatar got it, and they just like hit the gas <laughs> right. and just like cruise right past. And you're like, no, 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 exactly. You really do want to take your time at this pot. It really is important. So it is, it is. I've said yeah. this before, and someone's still just going to hit the gas and go right past. But sorry, <laughs> right. go on,
1: go on. Yeah, no, no problem. And I understand because it's you know it takes a little bit of work, and you know these days I know I know how it is as a business owner. You're you're excited. You know you see all of these influencers on all of these platforms that are promoting all these brands and you're like wow you know that can be my brand i want to get if i want to go after them and you know you're like you said you're you're quick to try to hit the gas and try to approach them but yeah before you do that you, you've got to identify who's going to be right for you and so you know it, it's an exercise it doesn't have to take a whole lot of time um it just takes a little bit of thought and um you know and a little bit of patience of getting together okay Um, what is, what are my goals? Um, who are these types of affiliates that I'm going to try to reach? Where are they? What social media platforms do they frequent? What is the size of their audience? How many followers do they have? Um, where do they post, um, how frequently do they post, you know, those type of things, you know, create that persona of a person that you think is going to be fit for you. And, And if you have trouble doing this, um, what you can do is, you know, look at, uh, try to follow some existing brands that may be similar to yours, maybe similar to yours, but maybe at a little a higher level. See who is promoting them, and kind of work it backwards and see. Okay, this particular brand that's uh, you know selling these fashions, they've got these affiliates and influencers that are promoting them. Would these guys be a, a good fit for me? You know, that's another way to do it. Um, you know, create those particular avatars now you can also do the same thing with your customers because i also recommend creating your own internal customer referral program as well because you know, the main thing is with regards to word of mouth marketing you don't you don't want to leave any anything on the table you don't want to you want to basically make sure that you cover all the bases because what i tell business owners all the time is that e- even if you don't have a formal referral program nine times out of 10, your customers and your satisfied customers, they're telling people, they're telling people that they know that are in their ecosystem. You know, um, if you've bought a a particular product and, you know, you love it, you know, that's, that's what people do these days. They talk about it and the social platforms make it so easy to do that. Um, If you got, you know, the new pair of, um, you know, headphones or wireless headphones, whatever it is, you're excited about it, you're to tell your friend You can say, these are awesome. I got the new AirPod Pros. Noise canceling is great. I was on a plane. I couldn't hear anything else. I couldn't see hear any outside noise. You're, you're telling people because you had a positive experience uh, with that particular product. So people are going to do it anyway. So the main thing you want to do is make sure you've got something formalized in place so that you can incentivize them for doing that because they're going to take that extra step. You know, they're going to already do it. But if you've got a formal referral program you can get them to you know go that extra mile um do posts you know daily basis weekly basis reach out to people in all of the social networks whereas if you didn't have something in place you know they're not going to think to do it you know people are busy but if they know they can get a commission they're going to do that so you want to cover the basis you want to not only like i said include their affiliate program creating that customer avatar excuse me the affiliate avatar create the customer avatar. Now, the customer avatar is is a lot easier because the customer avatar is going to be obviously your satisfied customers, uh, those people that have had a positive experience with your brand. And a great way to uncover who those are is is who those people are, are going to be through uh, surveys. Um, That's one of the things that we actually offer um, at Omnistar. It's kind of a bonus tool where all of our customers, we give them the ability to add a uh, a, a easy one-question survey on their order thank you page. Um, they could even just email their customers a link to this, and you're basically just asking your customers, you know, how was their exp- your experience with our brand on a scale from one to ten? And you know, those people on the higher end that are the nine or a ten, um, let them know about your referral program. Let them know what uh, the incentive is that they can get and um, you know get them into it and so those that's basically how you qualify the customers so it's you know it's pretty easy because obviously those people that are satisfied and have had a great experience are going to be loyal and are most uh, more likely to consider joining your referral program and so um, those are the mistakes that i see a lot of businesses make they don't create those avatars up front they dive into it and they try to get they get all of these different types of customers and affiliates that aren't the right match. And, um, that's kind of where, you know, they, they kind of lead into, um, into problems.
0: Yeah. That's a good tip right there. I like using that, that one to 10 kind of net promoter score. Um, type yeah. of thing of basically where are you and mm-hmm. using that to kind of gauge, you know, if they're a eight, nine, 10, Hey, you're first customers. And if you're a two don't like the you want to, that's a whole different cohort. You want to talk to them about, you know, what do we do wrong? How can we make it better? You want to try to move them towards the eight, nines, and tens. But and you know there's no point of you know hitting up a two and be like, hey, wanna refer some customers? Like don't you do much spend your time on those, segment them very differently. So I like that idea of doing that. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it works great.
0: Well thank you for that. I definitely um yeah. yeah, super helpful. If folks want to kind of find you, learn more about you, or if there's anything you want to plug, um and actually about the podcast as well. Where can they find all that info?
1: Oh, yeah, not, not a problem. Well, I would say to, to find about all things myself and all things OmniStar, or OmniStar affiliate software, uh, probably the best place to get info on our affiliate software, or if you're an online business and you're interested in starting your own affiliate program, uh, the quick way to get to it is just uh, go to git. gitosi.com is uh, the domain that'll get you right to our main site, gitosi.com. And uh, you can also um, get to all of my social media handles if you want to pick my brain any more about affiliate marketing, referral marketing. You can get to all of my social handles just at my website, which is arlenrobinson.com, um, a-r-l-e-n-robinson.com, and um, you can get all of my social um, handles uh, from there. So I'm always interested and 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 happy and excited to work with and and talk to different business owners that that have questions because, um, you know, there's a lot out there and it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it can be tough to navigate these waters these days. So I'm, I'm always, um, you know, open to helping people.
0: Cool. Appreciate it. We'll definitely drop some links in the show notes. So thank you much Appreciate. for, uh, coming on. Appreciate everything. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Not a problem, Charles. And uh, one, one last thing that I'll let everybody know that I did mention that, um, one of the ways to kind of help create that avatar of your customer is via a survey. And um, we we actually have that uh, survey tool, which for a limited time is actually available for free across all of our plans. So when you go to our site, you're going to see something that says uh, you will get um, a bonus thank you paid survey. But that's um, no, it, it's available across all our plans. It was oh, Previously only available with our professional and premium plans, but for the new year, we've kind of got a promotion where we're offering that for free across all plans, and we can help any business set that up and get it integrated into their own website. So, so we have a team dedicated to that, um, and so I, I definitely encourage people to take advantage of that offer.
0: Awesome. Well, I'll definitely make sure I link to all that. I appreciate you uh, coming on today.
1: All right. No problem, Charles. It was great ha- uh, being on here, and I appreciate the opportunity. Now let's go down.